Hey everyone, this is your host Javier and Daniel, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine sitting around a table with your best friends but sober, or you can have a drink too because we don't judge. Well... And we're back, Brown Sound, episode 12, baby. What is up, Cheekex? How you doing? Hey, what's going? What's going on? What's going on? Como están? Oh, como se llama? I'm the same, I'm the same, I'm the same. Yeah. Uh, What's up? Cheekix, I um I was looking forward to. It. I feel like we don't record as often. <laughs> we we record early in the week now, so it makes things weird. Like right. after we record, y'all don't hear from each other till the next recording <laughs> session. <laughs> oh. I didn't hear from you this weekend. How to just text you if you were alive. <laughs> I'm like, are we just coworkers now? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> oh, funny. Well, I mean, you haven't come down in a while, so I'm like, is he it's avoiding been... the area? What's it's been what's... 84 years? I mean, it's, not, it's not you, it's him. It's yeah. Yeah. No, what I was thinking was he had like a little love connection Ooh. up there that he didn't want to come to. You know how like when your oh. buddies like get in a little relationship, they you just don't we see them for a minute. <laughs> Definitely know about that. <laughs> no, um... no, no. I just, you know, um, winter time is not my season. So I, I'm like socially, it's always hard to try to like be out in the winter time. Like yeah. right, it's cold out. Like once it warms up, you know, you'll see me more. Yeah, yeah. So we, down, yeah. So we can be yeah. out at the river floating, and you can take your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still be floating with our shirts on. <laughs> you know we will. You know we will. <laughs> Um, no, Chica, so I'm actually excited about today because we have a couple awesome, uh, we have a really cool topic, I feel, that a lot of mm-hmm. listeners will resonate with. But besides that, we also have a guest uh, today, so we'll announce this person here Special soon. Special guest. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, for, for us, it'll be like a throwback because we've actually mm-hmm. done this with this person before where we've been on the, basically, the air, you know, uh, had <laughs> conversations and friends are listening. Yeah, yeah. But um, before we do that, let's jump into our brown sound person spotlight do you know who yes. you'll be working with today uh, so my person um highlight for this week is gonna be a little bit different you know it is uh women's history month so my shout out goes out to the strongest woman that i know and that's in my life uh my mom and uh, i just want to say thanks mom for everything that you do you know i appreciate you beyond words can express uh my mom is also a loyal brown sound listener and and um, yeah, so shout out to my mom and shout out to also my three sisters and my grandma. You know, I have a lot of um, strong women in my family. So shout out to all of those aunties and cousins and um, family members like that who, you know, keep the family going. All right. Um, so for me, my brown sound person spotlight is actually going to go to a good friend and colleague. His name is Jaime Barajas Cepeda Godinez Mesa. And he... <laughs> Can I say that five times yeah. fast? Yeah. He, um... You know, he is someone I work closely with, uh, is also a Brown Sound avid listener, and he, you know, does a lot to help uplift our communities. Hem is one of those people that bends over backwards to support people, meet them where they're at, and he's very compassionate and empathetic. Um, I don't know. Besides being a friend, I think he's a really great mentor. And, um, you know, I, I just... He makes the workplace, uh, like, super fun to be at, and also, like... 
makes you feel recognized for your efforts and so i just feel like overall great person um i do know that in the past um he has worked with the college assistant migrant program at washington state university so he's helped like so many students get access to higher education, help them with scholarship opportunities, and also helped with retention services. So he's literally made an impact on probably thousands of students um, in his whole career. And so anyways, he's someone that I aspire to be like in, when I'm older. Um, and so, cause you know, I'm in my late twenties. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyways, this shout out is to him. Thanks Jaime for being you and that's it. <laughs> all right so let's actually let's jump into that that uh introduction of our host here today so with us today we have our actual contest winner from our brown sound social media contest we had and this person is actually a good friend of ours and he used to uh, be on the sally limon circuit with us back when we were doing that so without further ado we i would like to introduce my good friend um javier valero hola buenas tardes Hello everyone, my name is Javier Valero. I am, you know, an old DJ from Sally Limon. Had my time, my uh, run of the discs with that. <laughs> Currently working for the University of Idaho as an assistant director of admissions. Um, been doing this role for the last four years and now I get to come back to full circle with the old heads here and shake off the dust a little bit. Oh, wait a and... minute, old heads? <laughs> oh, you know, old heads. I'll shake oh. off the dust a little bit, you know? Hold on now, hold on. Gotta bring that youthful energy in. <laughs> oh, I have never been dust. <laughs> just kidding. Let's get that. Let's get that. H to perfection here. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, Javi, no, we're you know super stoked to have you. It's definitely a good little throwback oh, here. Yeah, and uh, I see you already brought the shade. <laughs> Never. No. I am but a humble person, you know. <laughs> oh, so are we. So are yeah, we. Very, very <laughs> so um, before we jump into the topic, yeah. uh, how did we meet? Oh, so this was like maybe 16 years ago. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> we actually met through um, the University of Idaho Office of Multicultural Affairs program called Diversity Scholars. Um, so funny story, just a really quick tangent. Every time I called you when we I was first trying to figure out where to go to the University of Idaho, I, you said your name was Javier, answering the question right um but i thought you were actually calling me out by my name so i kept thinking like man how does this guy already know who i am like <laughs> is he stalking me on like social media or like what's going on so i never told him like oh hey this is javier i'm kind of lost just because he always threw me off when you said like that your name was javier too oh. um but yeah we met back in the day um so was that no. because like you were learning english or i mean i am the sl but no uh, i'm just kidding you know, i was just a you know first year student had no idea where i was going what i was doing and this guy obviously was stalking me on facebook or something and knew my information what you so obsessed with me but yeah no, i met you back uh in 2014 the fall of 2014 yeah. through oma and uh Soon thereafter, became one of your fraternity brothers yes, and just did. kind of always saw you as a mentor. So, I mean, oh, now here we are. I've always seen you as a... something. <laughs> <laughs> a her her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've always been a her her to me. Are you guys going to hug or something? <laughs> just kidding. Oh, kidding. Well, <laughs> 
just so the listeners know they're 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 hugging right now. Yeah, <laughs> weird. Single tear coming down our eyes. Yeah. I want to say, Javi, though, that um one of the lasting impressions for me was um one time I happened to like you know we were like hanging out or something. I happened to come across you and I gave you a compliment on a vest you were wearing. Oh, we're and um for whatever reason you took that compliment and like ran with it and then next thing i knew i never saw that vest again <laughs> oh the infamous orange vest um so back in the day my style was not the best so when you guys actually talked about that who has who was the best dressed at a certain event i thought you were talking about me um turns out it wasn't but yeah, yeah i was, was wearing this uh, orange puffy vest um that i had gotten as a gift for you i think my graduation from high school or something <laughs> um so, i mean i wasn't gonna say anything against it it was warm it was you know i thought it was nice turns out it was not so after that lovely compliment it found its way in a dumpster somewhere at u of i oh, my <laughs> god i just said something like dang javi can't miss you from anywhere <laughs> that's all oh, if, were, you, were you going hunting <laughs> was it like a hunting vest or what kind of orange vest? I want to know what this orange vest looks like. Think like traffic cone orange um, oh. in a vest form on Javi. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely going hunting type of vest. Yeah, can't yeah, miss them. Can't miss them for sure. But, so ever since uh, then, anytime I see an orange vest or the color orange, I kind of just like shiver <laughs> and flashback a little bit. You know, yeah, old, old Javi has that um, effect on people. You know, oh my god, old Javi. You know, there's old Javi and there's young Javi. So for the listeners to make sure they you know oh yeah so, yeah because there's two hobbies and a dan and me today yeah. <laughs> um anyways enough on that then. <laughs> try to make me seem like a bully <laughs> um actually let's let's talk a little bit about because we're all professionals oh, we so all have yes did you do what? I didn't do a shout out. Do I get a Oh, yeah, yeah. Do your oh, shout out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Do you want to? <laughs> Typically, <laughs> it's us, but. <laughs> Let him give a shout out. Yeah, yeah. No, we want to. Honestly, like, it's because, uh, you know, people back in the good old days, Javi, as I'm sure you know, people, when they saw you and Daniel on the side of the streets, like, they were asking for autographs. They knew you from your Saturday Mondays. Like, you had crowds of people breaking down your door, all that was trying hard. to get Remember it. Remember, we had a higher security. Exactly. Like, exactly. It got to be yes. too much. But uh, sorry that I. Couple of football players. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it's just uh, figured, you know, I'd break the cycle a little bit, add something in there, something new. Yeah. So that's okay. So I want to start off by saying, you know, kind of kind of a couple people, you know, the folks, the big man upstairs and the academy, you know, should really want to make a huge shout out to them. Not but the then academy. we saw what happened this weekend. So maybe not them. So I figured, you know, just all seriousness, lovely wife, especially since it is Women's Appreciation Month. Yeah. So I want to say thank you for being my rock. So shout out to Christina Valero out there listening. Um, remember, I love you. Um, please uh, don't take the podcast today too seriously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> hold up. Though. I was going to say, hold up. So speaking of, since you brought up, you know, you being married, the whole Will Smith thing, did you, what how, What are your thoughts on that being a married guy? Yeah. I feel like if I was married, I would smack any dude that disrespect my wife. So I feel like maybe, maybe not at this maybe time. I don't know. It's different for me, but I feel like if I was married, I would definitely smack somebody if they were. <laughs> but as if Javi, you know, he's married. How, yeah. What are, what are your, what are your thoughts? So I'll be honest, I haven't seen the video. I've only seen the memes. I kind of oh. have the general idea of what's going on. Yeah. But, I mean, totally understandable where they're coming from. Definitely don't throw shade at someone's wife because you never know what might get thrown back. <laughs> yeah. um, but besides 
besides that, I mean, I don't have enough context to really have a fully formed oh. idea on this. Yeah. He smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> I was like, and one, two, I was like, okay, Chris Rock is a better man than me because I ain't never allow someone to smack me then go sit back down. Like, nope, you know, we're gonna we're fighting. You're not just gonna yeah. smack me and walk away. Like, I'm gonna grab that grab that little Oscar and whack him in the head with it. Like, like, you're not gonna just smack me and get away. But um, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things even to take into consideration, given that like Will Smith actually laughed at the joke first mm -hmm. and then like he reacted after he reacted after he saw maybe jada and then got up and did that yeah and the only thing i would say too is like yeah like you got to handle your business for sure if someone disrespects <laughs> a family member i totally understand that but maybe also not on not, not on that platform <laughs> absolutely not and then once chris uh rock got hit did you see he was a little shell-shocked he was a little like yeah. oh <laughs> and then it's like took him a minute to compose himself and, and you know he wanted to rub his face so bad, but he couldn't because it like hit like it was probably a shock. But I'm like, I'm gonna smack me. And he just doesn't even <laughs> rub his, doesn't even rub it. Like it's just. Oh my gosh. But I think yeah, uh, no. just kind of going off of the topic of memes. One of my favorites that uh, Will Smith didn't slap him. It was Mike Lowry. Yeah. Mike Lowry yeah. Him, but, you know. yeah. That was that was a thing, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, I just I just because you brought up you know I was like wait a second that was that's some good TV you know. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so let's move the conversation <laughs> something a little bit more deep. Um, so because the three of us are, you know, we have careers and that we've established, we work hard towards. I do. Yeah. And we both are people of what people would say, people of color, right? <laughs> There's that term thrown on us. Mm -hmm. Um, but have y'all ever struggled with maybe like imposter syndrome, specifically even in the workplace? Um, what what are examples of like how you have felt maybe at times that you maybe weren't deserving of the opportunities or jobs that you've had? Because um, I know that, you know, sometimes, especially us, if we don't see people like us in certain positions, mm -hmm. then a lot of times we're like, do we even belong here? Do we, yeah. should we be here? Um, you know, thoughts on that. So does anyone right off the bat have any thoughts on that um i mean if I, it's okay for me to go first um sure. i really never thought about imposter syndrome growing up just because it was something that i wasn't really um kind of at the forefront of my mind i always just kind of figured like oh we're all kind of you know we're high school kids we're elementary kids we're middle school whatever yeah um but it didn't really come into my um vocabulary and my knowledge until like college um being a first generation latino um student you know with immigrant parents um going through that process not knowing what was going on i kind of experienced that a little bit more and saw where it was going um and then going into the professional workplace um i do get to work with a handful of latino hispanic individuals but um even to this day there are times where i'm like well why did they hire me you know i'm sure that there were people that were more experienced people that had more uh, more to bring to the table than i did and sometimes Although um, people like Javi, my wife and others are better at pointing this out that, you know, it's because of your work, not because of the color of your skin or, you know, they're trying to bring diversity onto campus. Yeah. Um, it's really hard for me to just kind of come to that realization of like, oh, I deserve a place at this table. Like mm -hmm. I worked myself to be here and it's not just because of something else. Um, right. So, I mean, it's been tough. I mean, it's especially when I get to like work with Javier and like work with others that have a similar story, similar background, it makes it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. But then when... Um, 
um, I'm not sure if you've ever experienced this where you sit at the big table where everybody's there. It's like, man, there's maybe five or six of us that are people of color, whether it's, you know, African-American, uh, Chinese American, Latin American, whatever it may be. Yeah. And everyone else is, you know, you're traditional stereotypical like old white guy um and it can make it a little bit like um hard to think of like man is it just always going to be us on one side of the table mm -hmm. and them at the other side are we going to be at the little kids table and then they're the big adults um so it can be a little bit discouraging but knowing that you know at the end of the day there used to be zero of us on a table and now slowly but surely there's more. It kind of yeah. brings that comfort to it. Mm -hmm. We're like those people that are like squeezing in and just <laughs> getting comfortable. <laughs> like, you know, make room. I'm yeah. here. Right. Yeah. Showing up with a plate. <laughs> yeah. With the, you know, you know, spices on the food. <laughs> Y'all have anything more than black pepper? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we know Javi loves that kind of food. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Um, sorry, oh. Daniel. I was gonna say really fast. Uh, yeah, people have kept uh, making comments about me like mashed potatoes <laughs> from the food episode, and uh, that just always cracks me up. But yeah, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Um, I think for me, it's been a little bit different because I um, work you know under my tribe and work for a tribal radio station mm -hmm. so it's been a little bit different with um not being super surrounded with a lot of um non-natives mm -hmm. but there are conferences that i've been to within you know obviously within radio and media where i was the only you know tribal station there or the only tribal person in the room or things like that mm -hmm. yeah. where it's always really awkward because i swear once someone finds out you're native they're like oh my god you know it's like they're seeing mm -hmm. like a like an alien or something from mars or something <laughs> they think we don't exist or something so it's like always weird like that but right yeah i i don't know it's it's just i think it's just i think i've been kind of lucky you know to work for my tribe and and work with like other tribal members as co-workers and stuff like that but yeah. um i think it's good that obviously you know we're we're making like space for us and we're taking up space like this because before well even before i started working here at the radio station the people who worked here before me was an old white guy and he had his idea of what like powwow music was or what native culture was and so he would play all the stereotypical like flute elevator music or like oh weird he had different like weird um his version of like what he thought was native was not and yeah. so once all three of us here got hired and we're all we're all nimipu we're all tribal members it was a big kind of shift in our radio station because people felt like we were you know we got to take the station back and make it ours you know, because we're the yeah. only only tribal station in Idaho, and we're the only tribal station in our area too. So we get to, you know, we get to play, you know, obviously power music, but we get to share our culture, our language, our stories, mm -hmm. and and um, uplift and like amplify the indigenous voices and like what's going on in our community. Other yeah. than where where the media, the other media sources in this area always paint us in the bad in the bad like um light i guess but uh that's kind of been really my my experience really yeah i think for me i want to point out that there's a lot of times when i feel doubt um and i i want to talk about the so just even starting my career i worked in multicultural affairs as a work study first um and the folks that 
where my supervisors um, look like me. So that was very important for me and is just establishing some kind of confidence mm -hmm. and also to also, um, and also really to just even aspire to take on a role like that. Cause otherwise I'd never probably lean into it, right? Or want, or be interested in it. Um, and I wanna say once I graduated and I started to take on professional roles, um, even though I did have all the experience and knowledge when I was applying, I definitely felt like I um, was essentially tricking people into giving me the job and so I I think I, I've grappled with that where like dang did I just like really trick everybody into letting right. me take this job and then when I'm in the job I'm you know trying to figure out things um, on my own because I very much in work I'm very much someone who prefers to not have any kind of middle people in any of the processes that I need to you know be involved in so if there's someone that I need to be able to do some, something I'm very much like just train me like mm -hmm. I'll take care of it or like you know I just I'm very independent in that way and I think I also battle with like because I don't feel worthy enough I always feel like I need to do more and go above and beyond the expectations um, and so also with that I grapple with um, not feeling like I'm leaving extra work for anybody else. Does anyone feel like that too? And then so I'm, I'm here in my mind thinking I need to be above and beyond um, to be able to just feel like I just belong where someone might... <laughs> To me, I'm like, my work's got to be more and it's got to outshine everybody's just to make sure that I feel like I belong here. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that, that I definitely have internalized. Um, and it does work to my advantage because people think I'm a hard worker and I have a good work ethic. But also then I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to kind of be that person always. Mm -hmm. And that can be a lot. But... Um, I think of anything um, when I I would say this. So, you know, working at U of I and having supervisors that look at me, great. So then I moved to other positions or other jobs where that's not always the situation. And I feel like I overthink a lot of things. I don't know if people do that. Um, I always feel like if I explain something, they won't understand because they're not of my culture. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, they're, if I'm ever in a room with the big meetings, like you just talked about on the, in the big table, um, I always feel like I'm not smart enough or like the people that are more knowledge um, and one of the cool things especially now that I'm getting older and I keep talking about leaning into my identity and building more confidence um, then I realize that at meetings I'm the one with the knowledge and mm -hmm. I'm the one like helping lead or direct and that's been a cool little eye-awakening thing when I'm reflecting I'm like dang like people need to aspire to be like me like <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, not in a conceited or, you know, because you got to hype yourself up and you got to realize like, no, sometimes I'm the content expert exactly. or sometimes I'm the one who has the knowledge and I can pass it on to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Or my perspective is different because I am not the same as everybody else. So then I have something of value to contribute. And that's mm -hmm. that's been something that's been um, worthwhile, definitely for me. Anyone no. else have those kind of realizations? Yeah, I fully agree with you on what you're saying there. Um, but I hate to be that guy. I also feel it's like a, on the flip side, you're also unfortunately seen as a representative sometimes of that space that you work in. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you happen to be the only, like in Daniel's case, like Nimi Poo or Javi, um, Hispanic Latino, or in my case as well, it's like, well, you're one of the three brown people here. So what's your guys' opinion? Like, what do <laughs> yeah, you right. think? And it's like, well, whoa, like, hold up. I might be, you know, I might be me, but what I'm saying is my thoughts and it doesn't represent yeah. everyone else who might identify how I identify. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. It kind of, it brings that aspect of like, yeah, you, you know, you might be the one with the content, the one with the information and experience, but then others might get the wrong impression of like, oh, you're speaking on behalf of That's this very, group very of people. True, yeah. That is absolutely true. Daniel always says um, indigenous people aren't a monolith of mm -hmm. people. And that's definitely the same for like Latinos. Um, Cause we do come in all shapes, forms, sizes, uh, exactly. thoughts, values, mm -hmm. um, interests, and that makes us different. Exactly. For sure. Yeah, it's always it's always one of those things where I always like I have um I ha I I know this person who's non-native and I they're kind of like a work colleague and they um they I know they mean well but they like send me things that have to do with other like any type of like native article or whatever's going on mm -hmm. uh, they send it to me or they'll email it to me and I'm like okay like well, <laughs> like what's that got to do with me like I'm I'm Nimi Poo that I mean yeah it's cool the Navajo people are doing this but it's like what's that got to do with me you know but um no that that's i know i i i that's one of the things i'm like we're not the same like you know like that would be I, like if i were to just send you a bunch of articles about like you know costa rica or something you know like it's like yeah. cool like that's cool they're doing that but what's that really got to do with me like and I don't also know. like you're of the community so you probably get your own information you don't need anyone sending exactly. you the articles i'm like i've <laughs> heard of funny. that before <laughs> I, uh, like, I I know because, yeah, I'm laughing because uh, he, obviously Daniel shared that with me whenever that happens. And I just laugh because like, <laughs> man, you just got to hit him back with his own articles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm always like, you know, I mean, cool. I'm, I'm proud of, you know, whatever tribes are doing and, you know, making their mark. But it's like, if it doesn't really like got to do with my own tribe then i'm like oh, right. i don't know i don't know what you want me to say yeah. like cool right, exactly, right? is it is it more like is it more like native -y if i say it's cool i don't know you <laughs> know like i'm always like i don't know it's one of those things like you should uh daniel you should start responding with that meme that's like the avocado thing <laughs> yeah. um i I I think then I, I understand what you mean too because a part of it is like it's kind of cool that that person maybe takes the time to like look mm -hmm. up stuff like that and thinks of you so that's in a way that's like okay well cool but also like also please realize that yeah. <laughs> you're kind of making it uncomfortable by just <laughs> yeah. doing that I don't know that's I would feel weird yeah I, I mean me. like I oh, said definitely. I know their their intentions mean well I know it's nothing to be like you know I don't think it's like something weird but I just think I think they're just like wanting to be like too much of like too woke. a super yeah like a super ally or something <laughs> or i don't know it's one of those things i'm like okay cool like okay i'm gonna start sending you things on like what's going yeah. on in i don't know pennsylvania i don't know i mean like i don't know <laughs> it's just one of those things i'm like cool yeah i usually just hit him with the thumbs up like thanks <laughs> cool story bro yeah <laughs> i do like the avocado though avocado yeah. thanks <laughs> little kid Let's oh Funny. Um, so since we're on this conversation still, can y'all name a situation where you didn't feel like you belonged? It doesn't even have to be in the workplace, but like in terms of you feeling like maybe you didn't belong, something that like kind of affirmed that, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess I'll can, I'll go. Um, I think for me, one thing that I've noticed within this last year, I've been getting a lot of recognition with like uh, different native communities with what I do with my job. Yeah. And sometimes I know.
know like the even the event that your school put on mm-hmm. i i was very appreciative of like being able to be there and share you know um who our people are and stuff like that but things like that i always feel like oh that's so cool but i don't know if i'm the right one to be here to like you know <laughs> yeah. represent my people or talk about <laughs> my people to other you know people who don't know and then there was another time where another college um reached out and asked if I would speak to their class about native representation. And I was just like, Oh, like, I don't know. Like, Am I, am I the right guy? Cause I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't like see myself in that way of like, I'm just like, cause I, there's tons of native speakers, you know, people make a career out of it. And, yeah, absolutely. and for me, I don't do that. Like, it's not for like, you know, it's not like my money maker. It's not like, it's not, you know, I'm not adding it to like my book of like things I've done or whatever, yeah. but it's, it's always one of those things. Like I always feel like sometimes like am i you know i don't know if i'm the best one for this but then again i then i start to think like well i mean i've been in media for like five years now you know i've seen like things slowly change and things um you know so i don't know those are the only times i ever i ever feel like i don't uh deserve to be there because i'm like well i don't see myself as yeah. like this like super sacred knowledge keeper or something like that i'm, I'm just like i'm just me and <laughs> that's, that's how I try to be, and, but yeah, I was gonna say, and okay, that's true, Daniel. Like you're just trying to be yourself, but I gotta hype you up here as your friend and also someone that was there. <laughs> like your perspective was definitely unique. You're also someone who's like a dynamic speaker, um, and I think people can just relate to the experience the way you deliver it. So when you came to do that event, right? Uh, people just had really good feedback for like how you went about it, and you know that whole event. So. Anyways, you may not feel like it, but I'm here as your friend to tell you, like, no, you, yeah, you kicked no, butt and you did well. That. So, right. yeah. Was that a tear coming out of your eye? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, no, not a tear, but. <laughs> no, yeah. Opinions, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it's and it's crazy because like even just like taking compliments is always a weird thing. Like I'm like, oh, thanks, you know, thanks, thanks. <laughs> yeah. but, but like even when I spoke at the other school with the class, like got a lot of good feedback. And then I remember posting something like, you know, I don't feel like you know I'm an expert on this. But then the lady who I the class that I spoke to, she like kind of like reassured, like no, but you are. That's why I asked you, you know. And I was like, yeah. thank you no but i don't know i guess for me it's just like i just always like i make my jokes and i like you know am confident and stuff but i do try to stay very because i mean i can say this there's a lot of natives out there that have huge egos when it comes to speaking in front of like the white audience and so a lot of the times they will play into this character who they really not are so that's why i don't want to let that stuff get to me because i'm like no i'm still like i'm born and raised on the res from the res like you know so i i don't have to pretend to be from the res when i really am you know yeah um chicks i was gonna say too that the compliment part is kind of hard to take sometimes i i kind of liken it to like when it's your birthday and people sing happy birthday you just have to sit there yeah um so i want to talk about a time where um i'm not jaded by this but um i do have feelings about it where initially i was excited for it and now like as an as a professional even just as me as javi i don't care much for it but do y'all remember in college when the like marketing teams would round up all the multicultural students sit them in front of the admin and do pictures and then they would blow you know then those pictures would be like the one image they use for six years like on my 
still going strong. <laughs> yeah. And maybe still alive now. Um, and so I, you know, when I first was asked to do that, I thought, oh, how cool. Like, you know, I'm gonna be representative of the UI community. <laughs> and then what you start to realize even into like your second and third year is like the brochures don't necessarily reflect the uh, you know, mm-hmm. the the actual population. Mm-hmm. And you know, so that I mean and, and I understand though, because you need to put marketing out to students so they can mm-hmm. see themselves there. So right. if we do have to round up, you know, the 10 <laughs> multicultural yeah. students, let's take their picture. Um, and I'm not throwing any jabs or shade at any institution. Um, I'm just saying, let's be mindful about things like yeah. that. Um, yeah. And also that just goes with like, sometimes the marketing teams, if they're not diversified, there's not one in there saying like, you know, well, let's, no, let's, man, yeah, let's, yeah. Not do that. let's not do that. But you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so anyways, at, at another institution I worked at, um, I remember that there was a um, photo shoot, like one of those like planned photo shoots, mm-hmm. stage photo shoots that they do. And I had a boss that was saying like, Javi, you got to be in those pictures. And I was like, mm, hard pass because, you know, I had already been in all the promotional stuff from students. <laughs> And, um, you know, the day of the photo shoot was happening and the pictures being taken and everyone was having a good time. And I stayed in my office because I was like, not going out. I don't want to do that. And uh, my boss came out and was like, hey, like, come out and just do one. And I was like, uh, fine, you know, because I want to be a team right. player. You want to get your paycheck? At I'm the end like, of the day. yeah, and and so like I went and I did that, and I was like, as long as it's not, it doesn't end up on equal employment opportunity website. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Guess where it ended up? Oh, <laughs> that oh ended up, like the one picture I took ended up on that, and so that I. Uh, you know, I had thoughts about that first of all, but second, I just kind of emailed peeps and we're like, hey, can we switch that out, please? I definitely right. don't want to be the representation for that. Um, and so, and that was fine. People took care of it and it was down. And it's not a big deal, but a lot of times too, when you're one of the few like persons of color at an institution, <laughs> um, you kind of take, you, like Javi said, you do take on that responsibility or that call to action, I guess. You're representing everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, and so... I think that's why, like, now I have this just aversion to mm-hmm. being in any of the photo shoots, uh, even though at the same time, I do want people to know that Latinos work there um, so they could see themselves working there. Um, I just don't want to be the face all the time. Yeah. yeah. Or there could be other ways that we do that, mm-hmm. like not specifically putting a brown person on the yeah. community <laughs> website. Right. Because um, it could just be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I and that's an example of like, like you being invited to feel like you belong, but mm-hmm. maybe it like not working working out the way that it was maybe right. intended for the people that are involved. So I don't know. That's just like a thought I have on that. <laughs> no, yeah, I totally understand and definitely feel that. Um, I mean, y'all had some really great answers and I'm already just scratching my head wondering, like, <laughs> what can I say that's going to be anywhere near similar to what you guys have said? Because, um, I mean, compared to y'all, I'm still a relatively young, spry oh professional God. here. Again? <laughs> we did this again? Uh, I'm like, I'm still in my late 20s, actual late 20s. I'm still there too. I mean, most of the, I've been working for the same organization for the last five years, give or take. So I haven't really had much in the way of like professional diversity. If yeah. That's a term. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still trying to like figure out what exactly um, my fit is within this organization um to this day i still run into situations where i feel like do i really belong here am i doing that what am i supposed to be doing yeah um especially since within my role i'm talking to the next generation of incoming students individuals who are one day going to replace me and you know go on to be the next doctors lawyers whatever they may be in their fields 
and I'm supposed to be the guy that has the answers for every every problem they might have. Yeah. Whether it's from financial aid to admissions to housing to what to do on a Friday night at a college campus or, you know, that kind of that bridge between high school and college. And there are times where I'm like kind of um, sitting in my car being like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I doing the best job possible or... Yeah. Am I faking it till I make it? Um, and I mean, I, I run across those situations quite often, especially when, Javi, as I'm sure you can tell, uh, when we have really busy recruitment seasons yeah. and you just kind of sit there in your car, there's another event going on at 6 p.m. You just want to be home, but you got to turn on for the kids and just be like, all right, yeah. I got this. I can do this for them. Um, but recently, uh, my supervisor, she put me in charge of an, a signature event that the university hosts over the fall that aims to assist our Hispanic Latino communities with the College Next Step process. Process. Yeah. Um, I had pretty much a good like month in advance knowing to prepare for this event to really just kind of get a, a hold of it. And the entire time she's been super supportive saying like, you know, you got this, you can do it. I wouldn't tell you to do something like this if I didn't believe in you. But also she was like, but also know if by chance you can't do this, let me know. And there's no hard feelings. Like I got you regardless how yeah. it goes. Um, and the entire time, like the up until the day of the event, I was like doubting my ability of like, am I going to be able to do this? Um, am I going to be able to present? professionally am I going to be able to kind of hold it up to her standards and the day of the event came and I was able to do it like she kept saying like dang Javi you're doing so good Nailed like things it. are going well like you're nailing it but even then I was still like am I like I could have done this better yeah. I could have done this over here I could have said this but I think it just kind of circles back to that what we were talking about earlier where we're really our own worst critics Everyone else could be saying like y'all yeah. are killing it y'all are doing it but mentally on the inside we're just thinking like am I what yeah, could have I right. done better? That's true. Like, I think we just, you know, need to, we need to love ourselves and just really <laughs> yeah. learn who we are. But honestly, I, I know I could definitely always be better at that part. It's just really being like, you know what? No, they're right. I did. I did nail it. Yeah. I had this. Mm -hmm. You did. And yeah, we're all proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> and I think too, it's like one, I think that's probably like a similarity we have from both of our like backgrounds of being like men of color. We don't really express ourselves in a way that is, I guess, I don't know, maybe vulnerable or, you you know whatever we yeah. like we don't express ourselves that way and i think that's something that definitely t it takes work to like you know change that one thing i think that we could like all do i guess is just like brown men is to just one thing that i've been working on personally though is just to like you know the the feel the feeling or whatever and then just like express it like you can like it's okay to feel feels you know like it's yeah. like it's normal and i think that's one thing that like our communities probably really need to focus on it's like like yeah. you said hyping you know hyping each other up like you know we're we're definitely a lot like stronger when we are united like mm -hmm. you know together Absolutely. and stuff like that and i think it's important that um us especially to use our platform to like let people know like it's okay you know yeah. hype your hype your friend up like go out go off sis no, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm but just you know your... oh sorry Daniel go for it oh yeah no go oh this is awkward but I'm gonna say, I lost my train of thoughts all you man I I can't remember either <laughs> um so um you know last question on this topic would be what have what has made you feel like you belong in the workplace? And I'll, I'll give an example. I'll, I'll begin. I asked the question and I'll answer first. Um, <laughs> so for me, it what has made me feel like I belong in the workplace, I have to be absolutely honest, 
it has to be that I have been able to find mentors that are similar to me and have really helped kind of guide my guidance in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, like, I can do the work and I absolutely belong in the space. Hearing from somebody like me um, and just saying, you know what, Javi, you nailed that. You know what, Javi, you keep surprising us. You know what, Javi, you're going above and beyond. Um, Mm -hmm. And take these opportunities to grow, like presenting me with opportunities for, like, professional development. Um, and I, I, I would say the biggest part is people affirming my identity mm-hmm. as a Latino student, or not Latino student, but when I was a Latino student, like Lithia or Evelina, like I talked like last episode. But even now in my current like role, I do have supervisors that are also Latino, um, and they just get it. So if I ever have an issue and I come from a cultural perspective, I don't even have to explain it. And right. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my God, yeah, like that saved me like a lot of worry because I thought I had to explain that or whatever it is, you know? And um, so just having those kind of opportunities um i know for sure and i'll share this i had um and she's retired now so and i don't know that she listens but dr carmen suarez who worked at the university of idaho back when i first began one of my first professional jobs she was one of my supervisors and she asked me to attend a meeting with her for a um cultural literacy and competency symposium that we were planning and so we were at this meeting with a lot of different people um and it was a lot of uh, primarily white older men that were in the room but there was this one person that kept cutting her off and not letting her um, follow through with her ideas. And, you know, she had one of the higher uh, higher ed administration positions out there, like on the president's cabinet. And I remember her saying, are you done? And are you going to let me finish okay, my okay. thoughts? Um, mm. Because I haven't finished yet. And very direct, very straight to the point. And obviously, I think that bruised that person's ego. But I was like, oh, my gosh, I have permission to take up space <laughs> and, like, you know, like just claim my my spot in my role and also my mm-hmm. thoughts um and so for me that was like one of the coolest moments in my career that i even oh, just got to yeah. see someone like that say that to somebody not like us but also somebody that and you know it could have been like that person maybe didn't realize and me whatever the situation was i whatever mm-hmm. the reason was it was a cool moment for me to be like oh my gosh that is a badass woman you know what i mean oh, okay. um, yeah. and so i felt empowered in that situation and i'm not saying that that needs to happen for everybody but just someone owning their like spot in space um mm-hmm. was like a lot from for my young career and and eyes i was like cool that's amazing um and so any any things like that for you um, just to kind of tackle on what you were saying, Javier, with having supervisors that are, you know, of the similar background or same background as you, I'm, I'm also very fortunate in that my supervisor is from a very similar background experience. She kind of knows um, all the journeys that I've been through um, from, you know, these last couple of years of working with her. Um, so kind of going what you said, it's easy like talking to her and explaining to her certain situations, whether it's work-related or personal, because I don't have to spend an hour like, well, this is the reason I'm feeling like this or because of all this, she knows. Mm But also, uh, I'm very fortunate in that our little like um, team uh, across the institutions are all also Hispanic and Latino. So we all kind of have a similar background whenever we get to do events together or work together where it's like we don't necessarily need to explain or really say where we're coming from. We just kind of instinctively know. Yeah. So I think that for me is always just like a really in, like empowering space knowing that at the end of the day, you know, if I got to throw hands, these two people are going to throw hands with me. So it's really <laughs> great. Uh, oh, we throw it in. <laughs> exactly we're all, we're all going in yeah. um but no i think for me that's always just kind of makes it better and makes me feel like all right you know i'm not in a space where if i'm pushed into a corner 
it's just going to be me fighting my way out of this. But there are others who are backing me up to kind of help me reinforce that space and say like, no, we deserve our spot here. Like we're going to speak our minds, whether you like it or not, like that's up to you. Yeah. But we're not going to like give ground on this. Like all the ground we've earned up to this point, we fought for and we're not going to give up so easily. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think for me too, having supervisors that are, you know, from my tribe and from my community and things like that have definitely helped. But there is, I mean, we do, I mean, the tribe, working for the tribe, we don't have to be native to work for the tribe. We obviously have non-native um, employees here too, but I do think for me, what I guess made me feel like I belong is just, you know, the radio station I work at, it, the, well, our, our like, um, what do you call it? A saying or a what do you call those? Like a motto? Yeah, the motto. Or I'm like, what are those called? I don't know. But uh, one of them is like the voice of the Nimipu. And in that, like people, uh, to me, that's just like, dang, like I really get to be on the radio station that is like Nespers owned and like Nespers operated. You know, like all of us here, we are we are Nimipu. So um, our little saying here, the voice of the Nimipu, it just, it, it always sits more personal with me, I think, because I am Nimipu and I have to like always make sure I carry myself in the best way I can. So I'm not, right. you know. Um, but yeah, I think that's easily like makes me feel like I belong is just being able to work with like fellow tribal members and, um, you know, being able to serve my community in, in this space. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And to kind of wrap that up, I did also want to say that for supervisors that, you know, are not of the culture, um, I think one of the biggest things for me, cause I have had supervisors like that. I, for the, for the ones that I felt like welcomed, like in that space for that, that were like that, they they just made a point to listen and understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was super valuable to me that they um, they cared in my right. eyes. Um, and so that made me feel like welcomed. And also like I needed, like I was in the right place. No, I fully mm-hmm. agree. It's, it's always better when they actually take that time to sit down with you and not just assume mm-hmm. like, oh, because mm-hmm. you're Latino, Hispanic, you're probably from like this region or this and this yeah. is what we're going to roll with. So that's, anyways, those are kind of my thoughts on that. Um, and I want to thank you both for, being vulnerable because I know sometimes those kind of conversations and in the back of your head too you're like oh I wonder who's listening and if they think it's about them and you know and that's not what we're trying to we're not trying to put any kind of blame we're just trying to bring our perspectives as you know brown men um in professional workplaces and and what that's like so thank you for that so I think this is a good segue then into our shades of brown shady questions my favorite part yeah so chica do you do you You want to ask do you want me to ask the questions yeah let's do it okay so for the listeners the shady questions part of our podcast you get to you know we ask three questions you know you get to get out of one answering one so here we go the first question is throwing it back to myspace anyone who (laughs) is you know of our age probably knows what myspace is Um, so throwing it back to myspace who would be in your top four which friends would you put in your top four uh question number two would you have a joint account with your significant other and three if you were to start in only fans what would your uh what would your your username be and what would you be known for <laughs> Oh, Dang, okay. Oh my gosh. Javi, you go first. Um, so I plead the fifth on all of these because I'm oh. listening. So I'm going to watch out. Uh, no, uh, 
Are we allowed to use like lifelines? Like, you know, that show, is it Jeopardy? Is uh -huh. it, yeah, no, Chicks, we're not fancy. No, not, okay. <laughs> so, not, not, uh, so this is going to show my age. I actually never had MySpace because I didn't know what that was at the time. So, wow. sorry. So, so all MySpace the, is the great grandfather of Facebook. I, I know that yeah. Tom, was, Tom was the guy, right? Like yeah, everyone yes, knew Tom. Tom, Tom okay. in his white shirt. So, <laughs> and to give you some context, you got to do HTML to make your MySpace page look cool. Yep. And then they had a top friends feature where you and can music highlight in the background right? yeah, there's, mm -hmm. yeah okay but what we're referring to is in that top friends feature you could highlight your top four best oh, friends you could throw shade at everybody else <laughs> so, yeah um, that that was a shady thing because some people felt yeah like people feelings were... if they were listed on their friends top all right yeah, yeah. So, um uh... man this is gonna be actually i'll probably answer that one last i'll answer all three but i'll do that one last Ooh, okay so i can think about it a little bit more yeah, okay um so would i have a joint social media account with my significant other so i am married no i would not um, <laughs> it's actually kind of a discussion that my wife and i have quite often oh. um if you have a joint uh, uh account with anybody out there this is no uh shade towards you but we think it's kind of um how do you put it lightly? Uh, desperate uh, when you do, uh, mostly because uh, desperate. We throw desperate. Out? <laughs> well, you know, okay. take it as you will. Um, but um, no, it's because like she... that shade. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense, but um, that's not shady. No, that's so, shady. Uh, no, um, what's it called? We don't. We don't want to. We won't get one. Mostly because she's a well put together woman. She has her, you know, solid head on her shoulders. Meanwhile, I'm over here sharing random dumb memes that make me laugh, <laughs> but don't make her laugh. She's like, "This is dumb. This is stupid. Why are you laughing?" Uh, yeah. So at least for me, um, just because I know what I post is mostly targeting <laughs> my friends, and I know that they would get a laugh at it. Yeah. She doesn't, so I wouldn't be. I don't think I would hold that with her. Yeah. Um, also, because I can't, you know, stop sharing those memes and mostly like food pictures too. So don't want her to fall into that. Um, if I were to start an OnlyFans, what would my handle be, and what would I be known for? Um, <laughs> dang. Okay. Uh, so my handle, and this is just me thinking of it right now, would be like. Um, uh, Mocha, so like you know, light skin on the outside, but still brown on the inside. Oh. Uh, okay, Mocha. So Mocha would be the handle. Um, so what I would be known for, and this would be just me like trying to figure out how to get the most money out of it. So you know how when you fold your like your arm, you have that little crease where your shoulders or your elbows at. So I would like post that in a, like a seductive way, so people think it's either like something else, <laughs> but it's not what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this this little part right here. Yeah. Um, I'm pointing yeah. to Javi for those who don't know on the other side of her elbow. And she'd be like, oh, it's cleavage or like it's, you know, it's booty, but it's not. That's how I would get money, you know, just saying. There you uh, go. Not that there I've never go. thought of this. It's just yeah, literally get, what came to mind right now. Get That's to the right. bag. Uh, get to yeah. the bag. I don't know. If, do they have like mottos or like bios in OnlyFans? I don't know how that I works. I don't know. I don't if know. they do, yeah, I would use the same one that I have on my Twitter handle, which is like melt in your mouth, not in your hands. Just as I <laughs> really get the, get the money flowing. There you go. And then to answer the last one, throwing it back to myspace uh this is gonna get me in some hot water with people because that's I mean, what the shady questions are for that's uh, i have a very close-knit group of friends i used to be very unpopular hard to believe in high school 
didn't really have a whole lot of friends. I would kind of just jump from group group to group. I was like a social butterfly in a sense. Okay. But my my social circle was very small. Um, and even smaller nowadays, especially like with college. Um, number one would probably be my wife because she better be. Uh, she yeah. Be exactly, you know, she's my rock, yeah. so she'd be my number one. Um, my number two would be you guys. You know, Javi and Daniel. Oh. Y'all would be oh. in my top four. Okay. Uh, Love that. Playing but, it safe. <laughs> exactly. You know, you guys invited me after you know allowing me to be the winner sliding some george washington's in there yeah. but, um so yeah no wife number one uh my friend jesus avala would probably be in my number two okay um man the other two oh we were kidding about us honorary javi garcia and daniel's father definitely top three top four you know oh my God. Well, that's awesome um I, i'll go next then yeah so, going back to my space who i choose as top four friends y'all i would choose daniel and my siblings <laughs> you know like three Daniels so yeah. which one is it uh-huh and so like <laughs> <laughs> which one Cheek <laughs> so um that would be it <laughs> um no I I feel like um definitely now as I'm older I'm and I've shared this before I'm really close with my siblings I would just mm. you know default to I wouldn't want any kind of you know pressure from the other friends to you know feel yeah. like I need to put them there <laughs> but um and then Daniel and I like talk every day and we have the brown sound so it's just obvious that right, i would right. list them there but um if there was like top eight <laughs> then i'd definitely add you know yeah a few more yeah a few more. yeah add, like you and names, hillary but... and juan and chorito and ashby gorilla actually and... i was like what's the dog <laughs> <in there again?" laughs> <Shmashby>. me <laughs> So um, I do that just to play it safe. But oh, Alethea, I probably list yeah, no, no, top sixteen. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I keep growing. So yeah. like we already know Javi has a lot of favorite people. So. What about you? Um, yeah, you he top? would be. He would be in there. For sure. <laughs> top seventeen. Yeah. Um, well, can I just get yeah? Like Juan and Hillary and Sierra and Ashby would probably have one account. <laughs> that would be your significant other. Yeah. <laughs> and then, have a joint social media account with your significant other why are we not i am also of the mindset that um you know you're two different people right. and so like yeah different interests exactly. and there's this meme that was like people have joint face or you know social media accounts and it was like a pair of undies with like four holes <laughs> <laughs> so i always think about that when i oh, see um you know teach their yeah. own and do what you what you want but yeah you mm -hmm. you know everybody has their own personality and flair yeah. and style so it only seems appropriate to do that and if someone doesn't really manage a social media account then mm -hmm. why have one so you know what i mean yeah. why add the extra persons in the name it just well actually um i'm gonna go back to that question real quick not desperate that's not the word i was looking for it's you just said like, it hobby you mean, said true. it true <laughs> this is me totally backtracking right now but um yeah just because I'm going with what he said. You know, two totally different people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then um, if you were to start in OnlyFans, what would you be known for? Um, I would probably be one of those people that would find one of those obscure things that you want to make money for. So I would, like, do laundry and fold it and record myself. <laughs> So you're like, gonna be like folding up your like chonies, <laughs> like uh, shirts and pants and yeah, everything. <laughs> Pillow don't, cases. Don't, yeah. don't lie, you be showing your feet on there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, I would never start one. Um, I guess I shouldn't say I would never. You should never say that. Hey, you got to pay bills. Yeah. But I, and I don't judge anyone for it. But yeah, if I, you know, if I could find my own little hustle where I don't really have to yeah. compromise, like, I don't want to show skin. I'm just not someone <laughs> like that. We've talked about that already. I would, like, fold clothes and hopefully make money off of it. <laughs> Yeah. What oh, about you, well, <laughs> okay, so throwing it back to MySpace, who would be my top four? Um, I'm gonna think about that one too. So, would I have a joint account with a significant other? Hell no, because <laughs> I'm like, because I'm a dog. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no. Um, I, I def, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a joint account because I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like joint accounts are like the people like, okay, one of y'all cheated, so that's why you guys are sharing something. You oh, know, like oh, I feel okay. like, I feel like that's like, why do you need to see? what the message is i don't know so joint account no wouldn't do that um if i had only fans what would my handle be and what would i be known for um i think i would go with uh my handle would be like uh i would go with uh big poppy vibes okay <laughs> okay because okay. you know a bigger guy and you know i don't know <laughs> and i think what i'd be known for maybe um maybe teaching people how to cook <laughs> <laughs> Just doing cooking. All my listeners out there, there's more than salt and pepper. So it's yeah. like added. I'm like, you gotta get that onion powder, <laughs> powder. Yeah. Paprika isn't there, and you can use more than that. I'm like onion powder and garlic powder. Like those are like the bad bitches of seasoning. Yeah. So, okay. um, some yeah. goya chicken. You introduced yes. me to goya. Oh yeah, <laughs> like goya's onion. good too. Some adobo. That's always good on stuff. Um, and then back to MySpace, who'd be my top four? I would probably. Okay, so yeah. Definitely Javier. Um, oh, which one? Us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Javier. <laughs> That's a general statement. No, I'm just kidding. I uh, definitely probably, you know, Javier, uh, Mateo. Um, uh oh. Uh oh. Top. Okay, so. Javier, Mateo. Biggs, can't forget Biggs. Yeah, Biggs. Oh, he doesn't Biggs have a MySpace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just has an Instagram. No, um, yeah, so I'd say maybe Javier, Mateo. Um, oh, probably. I'm trying to think of like who I talk to all the time because there's not a lot, but there's more than four, you know? <laughs> so, um, well, and you also want someone on there that represents you well because if you yeah, post something, they, they represent true, you. Because yeah. you are who you hang out with. Yes. Um, I would definitely probably say, okay, so you, Mateo. <laughs> um I will go. I will go with uh, my cousin Alicia. Oh, we've yeah. always okay, been. We've one. always been super close. Um, and the last one, I would go with um, Becky with the good hair, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I probably would choose. Hmm. Yeah, land the plane, chicken. I know. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I feel say so. You, Mateo, Alicia, and you know, probably you know, probably Michaela, Michaela Thompson. You know, we, oh, okay. we, we communicate, we talk like friends, we you know, catch up with each other. We so yeah, definitely Michaela. I'm That's trying to awesome. think because I have I have like I think I only have like five friends, so <laughs> so like trying to choose the four out of the five. No, I'm like dang, I don't know. Yeah, you know? so what yeah. I'm hearing is one of them did make the cut. But but honorary you know (laughs) you're definitely in my top top 10 yeah puerto rico (laughs) (laughs) oh oh you know what kiani's gonna text me too like why wasn't i in your top (laughs) four 
No shame. Oh, funny. Yeah, no, definitely. That was, you know, that's a tough question. That was a hard one for sure. And some of us will have strained relationships after this. (laughs) (laughs) So whatever. Um, Um, Tell my friends I love you guys. Yeah. 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 This is what it is. Yeah. Shout shout out to all the friends out there. Yeah. So um, let's wrap up the episode. I know we've been having some fun here. Um, But Javi, we end the episode with our Brown Sound Business Spotlight. So we, you know, are here to help uplift our communities. And if we all support one another, we all thrive. So with that being said, who are we all highlighting? Um, If it's okay, I'll take this one first. Um, So, I mean, honorary shout out to uh, you guys, Brown Sound Podcast, you know, for doing this. That was really amazing. Thank you for having me on. Um, But. I guess from <laughs> keep it going, keep it going. Yeah. Um, knees weak. Wait, I should probably not say that one. The MCA strikes. Yeah. Uh, but now for my official shout out, I want to shout out um, a local business here in Idaho. Started just a couple years ago. Really well known for like locally sourced ingredients, supporting local, buying local. Um, their name is Big Fry. Uh, you can find them on Facebook at Big Fry or on Instagram at Big Fry Two Hundred Eight. Um, they really kind of focus on custom hand specialty french fries so you can get like french fries with like you know chicken bacon ranch carne asada local fries pepperoni pizza fries you know a lot of different variations even like dessert french fries so like with nutella banana and sweet potato um definitely would hit them up maybe not the uh if you're on a health kick you know maybe use that as a cheat (laughs) but if you're looking for a good time they're usually posted up at like a brewery or like in some neighborhoods you can get a nice cold drink with the french fries on the side um so definitely would big huge shout out to them. You can reach out to them either on Insta or Facebook or even uh, email if you want to send them something saying like, yo, y'all like French fries changed my life. I'm a better person now mm. <laughs> at bigfry 208 at gmail.com or bigfryboise.com for their website. Mm-hmm. And this business seems so appropriate for Idaho. I was going to say, as a as an Idaho and I love me potatoes, any type yeah. of potatoes. So yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out next time I'm down there. Absolutely. And do you happen to know the people? Yeah, so um, they are the two brothers. So it's the Sandoval brothers. Uh, one of them is actually Ishmael, who's our fraternity brother, Yeah, um, who actually started this business not that long ago with his older brother um and it's just yeah they took this idea of doing hand cut custom fries and they ran with it and they they've been killing it it's been really really tasty That's never amazing. been disappointed i think the only disappointment is when you show up hungry and they're like man you know what? we just sold out of this french fry so go with the next one. that's the only downside sometimes because i mean the the locals are starting to learn more about them they're really growing in popularity yeah um awesome. and so definitely hit them up next time you're in the treasure valley boise area and that's such a good like it problem to have oh no definitely (laughs) like dang people are really eating these up so yeah um i'll go next to get so um, the business i would like to hot highlight hot light (laughs) (laughs) hot lime bling uh, (laughs) is uh, aj's pupusas so aj's pupusas is a salvadorian restaurant that specializes in cooking fresh authentic salvadorian food Mm -hmm. um a big uh key staple is a pupusa so if you don't know what that is it's masa or dough stuffed with different types of toppings or ingredients. My favorite is the queso with jalapeno. Mm. Um, They do other things too, like you know, chicken, chicharron, frijol, um, yeah, and they you can do any of the combinations with any of the ingredients that you yeah. have. You can't go wrong. Everybody can find their favorite flavor. Um, that does come with curtido if you order, oh, so which good. is like a you know vinegar, cabbage, corn kind of thing, mm-hmm. and um, different spices. And they have a tomatoy salsa. So 
Mm. Really delicious food, local Caldwell restaurant um, located in downtown Caldwell. And, you know, it's just uh, really good food. And I do know they yes. offer Salvadorian horchata. Daniel, you're very <laughs> yes. partial to it. Yes, my um, favorite. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for anyone that's interested, you can find them um, on Facebook. Uh, if you type in Popusas uh, A and J's, and they'll be there. So yeah. make sure to give them a follow, go visit them, um, and try not to all go at once because I'm trying to get my food on time without a wait so uh shout out is to the spotlight is to them yes definitely love that spot every time i'm down there it's always a go-to especially with the with the fried sweet plantains and the beans oh, oh my god oh, so yeah. good oh and for so for my business shout out goes to little roots learning center little roots is a child care service that provides a welcoming safe and creative and culturally sensitive environment for infants toddlers and children of all ages uh they are located here in Lapway. I have to give them a shout out because they their team participated in the first ever Nespers Language Bowl at the Lewis Clark State College um, two weeks ago, I believe. And uh, my little niece was a part of their team and they got like third or fourth place oh, out of like awesome. and awesome. they and they're all like five year olds and they <laughs> participated against high schoolers and they oh, wow. they were yeah, so shout out to Little Roots. They have an awesome um, language teacher there that is really making some big moves with with our language and, and kids are, you know, learning it and it's sticking and so shout out to Little Roots and shout out to the and to the Nespers language teachers there. Yeah. Just so I don't blow up the mic, I'm doing like air claps on my end because yeah. I don't want yeah, anything Yeah, for here. sure. I, I, you know, I'm not of the community, but that makes me feel so good about mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the language conservation and that's great, GKX. Yeah, a lot of the, the there's there's a few different um, daycares here where they really focus on language and so they, they do a little, they do a good job, you know, keeping yeah. it keeping it going and a lot of the younger kids are really getting a grasp on it and and for like the little five-year-olds to you know place against high schoolers like third or fourth place <laughs> you know like that's pretty good so yeah, shout, that's amazing. shout out to little roots uh, learning center all right and that brings us to the end of our episode so Javi, i just want to say thank you so much for coming yes. out and joining us today you have been very insightful Thank you mm-hmm. for the shade and reminding us how old we are. <laughs> no, I mean, thank you guys for, you know, um, allowing me to be here today and just kind of taking some time um, during your podcast and everything just to really just kind of hang out, really, you know, kind of doing the, the old vibes. So, yeah, we really do hope people feel like they're just besties with us sitting around a table, yeah. you know, just kicking back. <laughs> I didn't make it to Daniel's top four, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I have a top ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, right. no, definitely, definitely. Thanks for your time and for you both. I do want to let you guys both know. Keep up the great work what you're doing in higher ed. It's super important. It's so dope to see, you know, you guys take up the space and let other, you know, brown kids, you know, see themselves in, in higher ed. So that's super important. So shout out to you both. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Javi, you have an open invitation. Come back anytime you want. Yep. Um, I'll just wait for the first check to clear and then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you get a check, let us know. Yeah, I know. We wait. We're waiting on our checks too. (laughs) All right, everyone. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. This has been great. If you haven't yet, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Brown Sound Podcast. Um, And if you also haven't done it yet, we would highly appreciate a five star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, we'll see you next time. It has been great. Adios. Bye. See you later.
Disclaimer. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only. Cut CIL for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with y'all today. Make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or to get a hold of us, email us at brownsoundpodcast208 at gmail.com.